Hi, this is Mika Borum. I am the filmmaker, director, uh, actress of Hollywood.com and some of your other favorite movies. I am the next guest on On Screen and Beyond. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. I am ready, and I hope you are too, for another edition of On Screen and Beyond, the show that keeps you updated on what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies, remakes, sequels, and TV and movie DVD releases, as well as our interview segment with a guest from the movie, TV, or music industry. This week on On Screen and Beyond, Mika Borum is going to be joining us. She was in The Tom Show. She was on the film Crush. Dawson's Creek, Hearts in Atlantis, Mighty Joe Young, The Patriot, and on and on it goes. She has been in a lot of stuff, and she is now the star and director and writer, and we'll get into it, everything else, of a, a new movie called Hollywood.con. And she's going to be telling us all about that, and it's all coming up. Mika Borum in a few minutes right here on On Screen and Beyond, so let's get ready for that. I want to thank all the people who have sent emails uh, talking about the last episode of On Screen and Beyond and uh, some of the ones that I've been posting. Uh, a lot of people are reacting to the posts that we have been uh, putting up and sending emails and uh, uh, a lot of people didn't realize that uh, with all the 500 episodes we've done in the past that uh, we had interviewed so many of these people. Like the ones I've recently put up was Gary Sinise. Uh, we had him on a couple of years ago. And June Foray, who, of course, was is the voices of so many characters. And uh, she was uh, kind enough to do a show for us a few years back. And uh, also Gary DiCarlo, who was the uh, singer for the song Na 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 Na, Hey Hey, Kiss Him Goodbye. All right. Now, everybody knows that song from baseball games and, and, and sports events and uh, TV commercials. Right now, there's one running with that song. And, uh, but the original singer of that song has a great story to tell about, uh, well, I won't even get into it. you got to listen to that episode. It's a great interview, and uh, Gary tells us all about that. Also, David Naughton was on the show, and David was in The American Werewolf in London, and uh, he was in the, he had a hit song called Making It, and he was also uh, in a show called Granite Flats and a whole bunch of other stuff. And, of course, Charles Grodin was on. He passed away just this week. And uh, we had him on, uh, on the show a few years ago. And a lot of interesting things he told us about. And, uh, and Mark McClure was also one that I put up. And he was uh, Jimmy Olsen in the Superman movies with Christopher Reeve. So a lot of great interviews went up. We got more coming your way. I try to put up one a day if I can. And uh, we'll keep them coming at you. So the uh, best way is to, to subscribe to On Screen and Beyond. That way you will not miss any of them. And you don't have to go back and look at everything that we've put up. Okay, That way you can get it right immediately. And then, uh, you know, if you don't want to listen to that one, just delete it. But uh, that's the best way to catch them all. So anyways, keep listening and uh, subscribe. Tell a friend the whole works. And uh, like us on Facebook and on uh, Twitter and follow us and Instagram and all those things. Uh, we're there, so check us out. And let's get into it. It's time for Remake Madness on On Screen and Beyond. Remake 
Remake Madness, it looks like the story of Batgirl will once again come at us, and it will be directed by the duo who directed Bad Boys for Life, and it will be on HBO Max. Leonardo DiCaprio's production company has acquired the rights to the remake of the film that won the best Oscar picture for international films, and it's called Another Round. There's no word yet on who who's going to direct it or the cast or anything like that. And Gloria Estefan has joined the cast of the remake of Father of the Bride, and she's going to play the bride's mother. And that's it for Remake Madness. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, upcoming new movies. Upcoming new movies, well, a biopic of shares in the works over at Universal. It will be produced by the producers of Mamma Mia! And Julia Louise Dreyfus will star in Tuesday, which is being described as a mother-daughter fairy tale. And the plot is under wraps, and a Netflix film about New Orleans Saints coach Sean Payton, starring Kevin James, is in the works, and Rob Schneider and Taylor Lautner, who was a past guest here at On Screen and Beyond a couple of times, has joined the cast. And that's it for upcoming new movies next on On Screen and Beyond. It's taking you down to Sequel City to find out what's coming your way as far as sequels. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sequel City, well, it looks like as far as sequels, each week we give you an update on Knives Out 2, and this week is no exception. This week, Kate Hudson has joined the cast. And a sequel to Hocus Pocus, called Hocus Pocus 2, we've talked about this, will premiere exclusively on Disney Plus in 2022. And I'll bet it will be around Halloween. And Lindsay Beer will direct what is being called a follow-up film of Pet Cemetery. And it will show on Paramount+. And that's it for Sequel City. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, what's coming your way as far as TV on DVD. TV on DVD, June 15th, Parks and Recreation, the complete series, arrives on Blu-ray and DVD. And on July 13th, I Dream of Genie, the complete series, is coming to Blu-ray. And on June 8th, MacGyver, the remake, season four, lands on DVD. That's it for TV on DVD. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, Movies on DVD. Movies on DVD, June 15th, Godzilla vs. Kong will be hitting Blu-ray and DVD and 4K. And it looks like nobody hits 4K, Blu-ray, and DVD on June 22nd. And Siberia with William Defoe comes to Blu-ray DVD on June 22nd. And that's it for Movies on DVD. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, it's TV and Entertainment Time. <laughs> TV and Entertainment Time. Well, it looks like uh, NCIS goes Hawaiian in a new CBS show this fall. It's called NCIS Hawaii. 
and it's going to be on Monday nights. And it looks like uh, canceled shows include American Housewife on ABC and The Unicorn on CBS and MacGyver on CBS and Superstore on NBC. And Arnold Schwarzenegger will star in a new Netflix TV show about a father-daughter spy team. And Nick Santora is the creator and will be the executive producer and showrunner. Now, Nick was also a past guest here at On Screen and Beyond. I'll try to post that one up for you this week if I get a chance. And uh, you can hear Nick talk about uh, some of the things he had going on back when we had him on. And that's it for TV and Entertainment Time. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, we have a guest, Mika Borum, who was uh, in Mighty Joe Young. She was in The Patriot. She was in Hearts in Atlantis, Dawson's Creek, uh, Crush, The Tom Show. She's a director and star and a whole bunch of other things of a new movie called Hollywood.com. Mika Borum, next, right here on On Screen and Beyond. Joining us today on On Screen and Beyond is an actress who we have seen in Blue Crush, Riding in Cars with Boys, Mighty Joe Young, The Tom Show, Dawson's Creek, and many other TV shows and movies. In her latest movie, a comedy called Hollywood.con, she also wears the hat of director. It's Mika Borm. Mika, welcome to On Screen and Beyond. Thank you so much for having me. It's wonderful. I appreciate it. Mika... I have to tell you, for one thing, I love this kind of movie, the Hollywood.com. It's, it's, you know, I love action, nonstop movies, and this one is that type of movie. And also, you've got Tom Arnold. I mean, anything he's in is, is, <laughs> is a riot. <laughs> I love Tom. Yeah, he's hilarious. Uh, it's funny um, getting Tom on board with this because Tom actually played my dad on mm-hmm. the Tom Show, a television show uh, for WB, when I was about 10 years old. And so when I started putting this project together, I reached out to him, and uh, he was so just game to get involved. He's a really like nice, supportive person. And so he was like, oh, my gosh, because he plays El Jade, the cartel drug lord in Mexico. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah, that sounds amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I could totally get into that. And interestingly enough, um, he has a new television, uh, or it's a docu-series that he's doing for Discovery Plus right now with his sister um, called The Meth Queen of Iowa. And so it's like they've got this whole drug family affair (laughs) going on. He's the cartel leader in my movie. His sister's got that. It's all out at the same time. They're taking over. I don't know. So first off, before we get going too much here, um, why don't you give us a little rundown of what Hollywood.com is about? So Hollywood.com is an adventure comedy. Uh, There's a production company, and they're in the race to make this next big Mayan film. And then within that, there's all of these quirky characters that are trying to network and climb ladders and sell each other out. And so it's just this mush rat race of wacky people trying to do whatever they can to accomplish their goals and win in this. And so... Um, within that, there's like a, a cursed piece of jade that comes into play and, and um, attack camels and wildebeests. And um, it, it's something that is the perfect escapism film 
for coming out of the pandemic. There is no uh, violence in it. Um, you know, there's no drugs, there's no sex, there's no foul language, there's no um, nothing political, nothing religious. Like, it's just, you just watch it and and just to get to have a good time and, and just pure escapism and mm-hmm. get to travel a lot in America and Arizona and Texas and all over the place. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and that's what we need right now. <laughs> you know, just something to take our mind off of, so, you know, bring us to a place where we can just laugh and have a good time. And this sounds like the movie that's going to do it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, should enjoy. Sit there and enjoy a big bag of popcorn. <laughs> now, how did you get involved with this movie? Uh, you know, I mean, you're, you're starring in it and also you're, you're uh, directing it. Um, now, did you have anything to do with the writing of this? Oh, my goodness. I <laughs> wore so many hats with this, which is fun because it makes it, you know, like a true independent passion project, spirit project. So I wrote it directed it i star in it i cast it um so the project it was really fun because i was involved with the inception all the way through distribution on it but the inspiration for the film is my background having grown up in you know kind of like the hollywood acting scene because i started acting at seven um first movie was robert redford movie education of little tree and then went on you know, like you'd mentioned, Blue Crush, uh, Dawson's Creek, I was on for a while, I was on House, um, Patriot, One Came a Spider, like, so I grew up on set around a lot of Hollywood characters, and I always thought it would be fun to take some of those experiences and some of those players and make um, something comedic with that, and then I wanted to add another element to it, and the other element that's added into the film is this wonderful sort of colorful Latin America, Mayan um, mystique with the enchanted um, stones. And my dad's actually a gemologist. Oh, wow. So he's in the film, too. He plays my dad, put my dad in it. And uh, he collaborated on this with the writing and with producing. And so uh, we were able to mesh his world of being a gemologist with my world. Like, we actually um, took a trip to Guatemala to buy jade years ago before we started putting this film together and um we were at the tucson gem and mineral show which is one of the biggest ones in the world and no one had this guatemalan jade so my dad and i took a trip there and we looked for it looked for it and we found these people who were way off the beaten path and they came out and they had all this like magical wonderful jade that they had pulled from food <laughs> and they tried to sell it to us um, because the Mayans believe that you put a piece of jade in the mouth of someone who's passed away, and then that helps take their spirit into the afterlife. And so they try to sell us this, and we're like, oh, my gosh, like, that could be cursed. No, <laughs> no, no, no. I ended up buying other jade, but um, it was such a funny experience. And I was like, okay, we're going to add the cursed jade into Hollywood.com, too. Like, that's just too fun. <laughs> Jeez. So, so you really spread yourself on this this uh, movie. I mean, it, 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 did you now after being the person who wrote it? Did you find yourself arguing at, when you were the director that you know, okay, why did you write this? <laughs> you know, why did you? Why <laughs> this should be not, not this way? We should change this. Did you did you get into any of that stuff? Uh, you know, did you change a lot after you got uh, with the actual movie? You know, it's interesting. So, in the true spirit of independent film, like. If there was something that came up, like a really wonderful location or something um, became accessible that would add a lot to the film, we did rewrites. 
Um, and so that was that was an interesting experience to like, you know, be involved where you have the power to do rewrites when something comes up, mm-hmm. but then also like you know, um, keeping things uh, the narrative like streamlined. But it was funny with my dad um, when I had him acting and stuff because he had his dialogue and he's like, I wouldn't say that, and I was like. Okay, well, <laughs> you're an actor now, so say it. <laughs> Your character would get in there. <laughs> he's like, yeah. He's like, I'm just gonna cut that line. I was like, no, you're not. <laughs> Which is so funny. It's so funny. You know, uh, it was such like a, a blessed, awesome experience to, um, you know, be able to have that collaboration and like that relationship with my dad. But it was funny at points because we we're just like, raw, raw, raw. Yeah. Wouldn't did, say that. Did you have to pull the old, see what this hat says? It says director here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he goes, I made you. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, he, he tops you on that one, so. <laughs> like, well, I guess that kind of supersedes anything I could say. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, well, it sounds like you had a fun time making this film, too. Oh, my gosh. Uh, like, you know, we had a total blast on this. So we filmed in Guatemala, Mexico. Guatemala, uh, Arizona, um, in the sand dunes. We were in the sand dunes in Yuma, which was a crazy experience because it was like 110. All of our equipment was overheating. We had ATVs out there and the cars driving through, and we had the actors um, hiking through the sand dunes. But we had to film there during that time period because those sand dunes are used for a lot of off-roading. And so to get that like pristine, really beautiful... we had to go when no one else would want to be there um but it was fun on this too because the film was a really strong collaboration with all the actors so i actually went through and as i was putting the script together um because my background's in acting it was really important to me to bring on strong actors and i wanted to bring on a lot of them and so i reached out to friends that i had worked with before you know in the in the 40 plus movies that i've done since i was a child and and, um, you know, cast it that way. And so um, with the people who are in the film, I sat down with them and developed specifically characters that were things that were against typecast because they're all working actors who have done a lot. And so, you know, what would be a fun experience that they don't usually get to play? Um, what would be really fulfilling? And so with that, we ended up with these like just wild weird character arcs and strange things so um my friend cody cash is in the film he was on desperate housewives for years mm-hmm. among other things so he always plays like a mafiosa psycho killer and he plays marvin lovejoy in this the dancing singing networking his way to the top secretary <laughs> so like you know for him he's like oh so refreshing like no one ever lets me have fun like this on set. Um, we have uh, Devin Rattray in it. Devin Rattray plays um, Andy Slimick, who is the super hustler, moving, shaking, con artist, um, producer, just, you know, um, guy. And he was, he's been in so much. He was originally Buzz in Home Alone, mm-hmm. uh, the older brother with the tarantula and like, oof, Buzz's girlfriend. Yeah. Um, but uh, his career has spanned so much. Um, he was in um, Masterminds. He's on um, the Amazon TV show The Tick. He was in Russian Dolls, the Netflix show um, Mosaic, uh, the HBO TV show Stone. 
um, oh my gosh, his credits just like go on and on. Um, yeah, we have a great cast. on Paige Howard's in it. Um, she was in Adventureland. Yes. She usually plays like very sweet girl next door. So she plays like, like just like really far out, like producer, like very successful. She's on top of the world, which we actually have her on top of the world in the movie on Mount Everest. Um, but I just had so much fun collaborating with these with these people, with these like true artists. And sitting down and, 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 you know, letting them include their thoughts and their ideas on it, too. Wow. Um, That's great. Jeez. They, I'm sure they love that, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, I think for them, too, it's also refreshing because sometimes, you know, um, you get on projects and it's a lot more corporate where you don't really right. get to necessarily have an opinion. And this was like a passion project across the board. So, um, you know, my big thing is if people – are masters at whatever their craft is, whether that be acting or music or, or whatever for the film. Like, I want to hear what they had to say. Like, I want their input. I want them to put their touch and polish on it. Like for this film, we had a, a polish edit done by um, Kevin Ross, who has won Emmys for uh, Stranger Things and Californication. And, um, you know, so like stuff like that. I'm like, yes, please. Like, yeah. <laughs> do what you do. <laughs> you don't need too many opinions from me. Like, you're a master. Do what you do. Huh. Now, was it difficult having a, um, you know, you filmed, you said, in Mexico and in Guatemala. Is it difficult to get, um, I don't know, the permissions or the whatever you have to do to, to do a film in, in other countries? Um, it can be. We actually have a production company in Mexico. We have one in Sonora um, that we put together because we're doing a series of projects over there. My next project I'm rolling into is children's films, educational children's films, and those are going to be filmed in Mexico. So generally speaking, uh, it can be more difficult, but um, because we already have that set up, it's not for us specifically. We did have some, uh, some funny experiences, though. Uh, one in particular, we filmed the kidnapping scene on the streets in Mexico. And when we filmed that, we were filming it. We wanted the cars. We kind of wanted, wanted the space. And so we did it more of like indie gorilla style. <laughs> and so we did it with a small camera, limited crew. And it was so funny. So without giving too much away, um, with this kidnapping scene, like it's sort of just very abrupt. I guess it's most of but um, there was a guy who came by on a motorcycle while we were filming it, and it was so funny because he looked over, he saw the whole thing, and he screamed. <laughs> <laughs> and then he rode off. But you know what? Nobody ever showed up. Wow. <laughs> so he didn't call the cops. He didn't call anyone to help. <laughs> I guess when you're in Mexico and you see a kidnapping, you look the other way. Right, jeez. <laughs> you don't know who's involved. Uh, you're not sure you want to get into that. Wow. So that was really funny. We had another experience that was funny, too. Um, we use that special, um, in Mexico, we use a special open-air um, cop driving a vehicle when we first arrive. Mm -hmm. And specifically in the cities, um, you have to have special permits, and they have to be, like, closed-door cabs. And so... We were filming with this with this guy, but we had it um, within the city with this open air cab, and it was so funny because um, <laughs> the police showed up and they and they were like, "Oh my gosh, like you can't be driving in this area, uh, you know, this isn't going to work." And 
my dad, who speaks fluent Spanish, goes, oh, my gosh, like, my daughter just loves pictures with everyone. She's just a picture fanatic. Like, can she get pictures with you, too? <laughs> like, we flagged him down to get a picture. He was getting his car worked on, and, like, <laughs> and it was funny because they were so thrown off. They were like, what? He's like, yeah. So I jumped between them, threw my arms around him, we took a picture, and then they were like, okay, cool. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> so we had a couple of experiences like that that were just kind of like, uh, a little oddball, but, hmm. um, wow. but yeah, no, it was, uh, I, you know, it's fun. You can't fake Latin America in a studio or something, you know, you've got to, mm-hmm. you've got to go there and be in it to get the colors and the feel and, and everything for it. And we specifically too. So the film, um, aesthetically, everything that takes place in California and Hollywood is, um, cool tones and blue tones. And then the story, since it cuts back and forth between the two, Everything in Latin America is warm colors, and, and we colored, um, we made sure that they're like bright reds, very saturated, everything pops out of there. So um, we just wanted the juxtaposition between the two. Hmm. Wow, that's, that's, that's really cool. Uh, now, with you wearing so many different hats, more than what I had thought uh, originally here, um, <laughs> did you find that uh, demanding? Was it was it tough doing all those things? Oh my gosh! You know, it was so funny because you know this is I've done short films before, and I've done music videos, mm-hmm. but this was the first you know full feature uh, directorial directorial debut, and so I like halfway through filming, I was like, whose idea was it to have? this many actors, this many <laughs> locations, like, this is so ambitious. <laughs> but, you know, for an independent film, uh, I should have just put three actors in a room and gave them an issue. Like, right. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I really bit off a lot here. Yeah, Mika, um, you know, you, but... you start off small and work up. <laughs> I know. I know. I, I, I was just like, well, you know, but... Um, but I, I've always really loved um, adventure films, and I just um, I think that we got some really, really awesome performances from the actors. Mm-hmm. And I think that their characters, even the bad ones, um, are lovable. You know, they have these, like, redemption scenes, and um, I think that, yeah, we just got these, like, really weird, um, wacky characters with great performances. And so for me, that's really fulfilling that I was able to, um, you know, create all that and make like an escapism film uh, that takes you on a journey somewhere. So you mentioned that you, you've been acting since you were seven years old. So this question is kind of a, an odd question because obviously you started early, but uh, was, was acting what you always wanted to do? I think so. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you were seven. So (laughs) (laughs) we're going to have to take me to one of those, um, with the therapist that, uh, I don't know what that's called, but where they help you get the repressed memories from before seven. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Figure out what the real story is on this. I'm going to talk to my parents because they started that child labor young. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure it was what I always wanted to do. Um, no, you know, I, um, I really enjoy acting. I really, um, like I've always been fascinated by people and their stories and culture and history. And so um, acting is very cool because you get to explore all of that. And sometimes so in-depth, you know. Um, and um, so I think that uh, it's always something that I've found to be very fulfilling. And then I think the progression into 
directing and producing and and being invo- being like involved from the very beginning with developing projects um I think that it's sort of a, a natural progression along the way because um, growing up acting you know one of the the big things is going around and asking everyone like what do you do on set why do you push that button and they're like oh my gosh <laughs> someone take this little kid away it's got so many questions <laughs> oh my god <laughs> I'm just trying to work here yeah. but, but um, your curiosity has led you to this really yeah yeah absolutely yeah do you remember the first episode or TV show or movie that you were in? Yeah. So the, the first project that I did, um, so I did some, like, some child modeling stuff originally, but then the first, like, scripted project that I did was this film called Education of Little Tree, and it was produced by Robert Redford, and it was just such a cool experience. It really kind of set me off into the direction of enjoying the acting experience. But um, we filmed in Montreal in the fall, so the leaves were beautiful reds and oranges, and then they built out all the sets, and it took place in the 1920s. And um, they built out a whole, like, town, authentically, um, that had, you know, the, the tobacco drying station, the old candy shop with all, like, the old glass that's sort of warped and you know, the glass counters, and it was just stunning. It was really, really beautiful. And then my character um, wore a toe sack dress and was like this little hillbilly girl who befriended a young Indian boy. And then it was about, um, you know, there was there's more stuff to the story, but like our specific roles was about this friendship and then about how we couldn't be friends and that sort of like um, breaking up from the, from the adults coming in. And so that was just like such a cool experience. Great film. Um... And that was the one that sort of set me off on stuff. Um, and you were Allie yeah, McBeal, right? In 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 Allie McBeal, at, yes. at, at seven years old, you were you were playing young Allie McBeal. Yes, young Allie, and that's that was funny because for that they ended up cutting that clip that I did into so many different episodes because Allie's love interest um, for a lot of the show was the character Billy. And so they would flash back how, like, she knew him when they were young. <laughs> and I don't know if you've ever seen that clip, but it's, it's there's two little kids, and they're looking at dogs, and they're like, oh, look at those dogs, like, hanging out. Oh, then they smell each other's butts? Should we do that, too? <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> and that's what that clip is. And they cut it in to, like, so many episodes. Wow. I think it's in, like, 10 episodes, 15 episodes. It's crazy. Hmm. Wow. Uh, now it was funny. I was looking through your credits, and um, there's been a number of people that that have been on this show, my show, and uh, you've worked with uh, with. And uh, it was interesting. You, uh, 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 <clears throat> I'm trying to think. Uh, it, in Jack Frost, uh, Joseph. Um, to, oh, to think. Joseph, Joseph Cross? Cross. Yes, yes. <laughs> I had to cool. think there for a second. Yeah, he was on, and so you were in Jack Frost back then, and a couple of not couple of episodes ago not too long ago um i had i don't know if you did any scenes with her but linda pearl was in mighty joe young with you linda pearl she played ruth uh, ruth uh, um young in the film uh, i believe it was the mother of the character you were playing young jill young <laughs> Yeah, and, so that she played my mom and everything then, right? Uh, she was the uh, the mother, I believe. I, I'm trying to think back in that Let movie. Let me pull this up. Yeah, she would have played um, 
she was my mom then. Because the thing was, um, in the beginning of the film, I'm with, um, you know, young Joe, the little, the little monkey, um, which is so cool because it's actually played by the late Vern Troyer um, within a monkey suit. And then uh, Rick Baker's the one who did all of the prosthetics wow. for it. Yes. And then there was that wonderful, wonderful actress who played my mom, who was in all the stuff with me. I'm blanking on her name, but I, I think it is. I'm trying to pull it up right now. I think it is Linda Pearl. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. But it's it's funny how yeah you know, diff- how yeah. many different movies you know uh, people you work with you know all the different people that you've worked with over the years. Yeah. Yeah. This is yeah Linda Pearl. Yes, she's the one who played my mom. That those two all my scenes were with, and then she passes away. Oh. In the film. <laughs> Yeah, she passes away, and um, they have this big, beautiful funeral scene for her. Hmm. Yeah. Um, and I always remember, because they had me sing this, like, random, I had to learn this song in Swahili. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> so it's like one of those things in life, I'm like, all right, I know this random song in Swahili. That's right. Yeah, huh. go acting. <laughs> yeah. now, you were in the, the Walton's, uh, a Walton Easter, too, I see, on the cre- on your credits. Yes, I was. Yeah, and I've had, I was, I had a spelling a, bee. A lot of the Walton kids on the show I've had over the years. <laughs> oh, but, very cool. Yeah. So, uh, is there any? I mean, like I say, we could go on and on of all the different, you know, touched by an angel and and uh, the hearts in Atlantis, and you know, you mentioned along came a spider and all these things. But uh, I mean, the people you've worked with, Mel Gibson and. Morgan Freeman and all these different people in these films is is there any special film that you've worked on that uh, you know really struck you and said wow I can't believe I'm in this um you know what I've been so fortunate to work on a lot of really uh wonderful projects with with just awesome artists that I that I respect so much um there's not like one particular one per se I think that um you know I think that <laughs> I think that, you know, what stands out the most to me uh, is Hollywood.com because I was involved in every area of it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's it's interesting. It's interesting um, being on the directing side of things, too, because, um, you know, for acting, you show up and you have these experiences and they're you're there. But when you get involved on the directing, the producing side, like you're involved in every single choice. Um, so it really becomes a day in, day out project for mm-hmm. years that you're involved with. Yeah. And so, um, it's I think that's probably like <laughs> the most, <laughs> the most poignant like experience that I've had with them. But, um, I mean, I've worked with some cool people though. I had fun, you know, when we did the Patriot, that was a blast. They, um, tried to be as authentic as possible with the costumes, with the locations. Like there was just so much care, um, to, to detail on that, that that was a crazy experience. Um, you know, Along Came a Spider, Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman's amazing, so awesome. Mm. Uh, he loved to sing show tunes between between scenes, which really? is just, like, really fun. Um, I played young Drew Barrymore in Riding Cards with Boys. And I remember, like, I showed up um, on set the first day, and she was so cute. She, like, came up to me and, and threw her little arm in mine, and she was like, oh, my gosh, you're going to play little me. <laughs> She's like, let's go to walk around the block. And so she, like, walked around the block with me, you know, was like, hey, how are you? How's school going? How's life? Um, so, yeah, most of – I'd say most of all my experiences, um, too, have all been um, 
positive. Yeah. I've had really positive experiences on set, so yeah. I've been well, fortunate with that. But now that you've directed uh, a full full movie, uh, more plans for directing? So a really exciting thing just came through right now um, today was there's a music video that that I directed during the pandemic. Um, the music video is for an artist uh, with, Dolly, with Dolly Parton's management company called Travis Tidwell, and the song's called Catch Me If You Can. And so the music video um, was just nominated for a Josie Award, and Josie, is, Josie Awards are the biggest independent music awards. Um, and so it's uh, nominated for Music Video of the Year. Wow. That's great. So that's exciting. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, filmed, I filmed that during the pandemic, and it was such a crazy experience because we were um, on 200 acres in uh, Arkansas. And so I had crew come in from California. And then I had um, the artist came in from Nashville. And uh, everyone drove in. And then we had these, like, positive people. And, like, we're like, okay. Uh, you know, is this going to work out? Like, what's happening here? Um, because there were so many like difference of opinions too about everything going on. Right. But it all worked out, and it turned out it turned out awesome. So I'm excited about that. And then next is the children's films, children's films that I'm doing, and then I've got a um, a music documentary that I'm working on that would be country music. We got that um, music video also on uh, country music television, the mm. Travis Tidwell Catch Me If You Can one. So that was cool. And um, there's a historical drama that um, I've been putting together, too. It got put on the back burner a little bit because of um, all of the stuff with the pandemic. But um, that one I'm so excited about. It's uh, about a young boy. It's a coming-of-age story. And he travels across the United States, jumping trains. He's about 12 years old in the 1920s. And he stops off in all of these different areas. He's from California, and he goes to the south. And then he ends up coming back to California, and he um, has these, like, beautiful life lessons with all of these characters in these different areas where he stops off. And when he finally ends up coming home, he's completely changed to a different person. Hmm. I love characters, like, because acting and stuff, I'm like, when I direct something, I'm like, I, like, really want good actors, really want strong characters, really want strong character arcs. Um, I think that's one of the most important things to me. Yeah, wow. Gee. So, uh I know uh, I want to finish up with uh, one final question, but I do want to uh, stress for people to check out Hollywood.com, and where can they catch that film? Hollywood.com is on Amazon. It is on Amazon. You should watch it. You'll love it. It's fun. It's goofy. It's weird. It's relaxing. <laughs> You'll go on an adventure. Go to escapism. You can watch it with the whole family. Um, yeah, it'd be fun. All right. There's uh, camels. <laughs> Attack camels. What more could you want? That's right. You gotta love camels. I mean. <laughs> so yeah. Mika, the final question. Maybe you don't have the much time, the way it sounds. <laughs> but with, with all of what you have going on, when you do get to relax, what are your favorite movies now and of the past, and what are your favorite TV shows now and of the past? Ooh, um, that's so hard because it changes all the time. True. But I will say, um, more recently, um, I just revisited, which I enjoyed so much, um, Sporloose. Sporloose is a uh, Dutch film, and they ended up making an American version of it with the same director. Um, And the the American version is 
um, The Vanishing, which has Jeff Bridges in it and Sandra Bullock and Keeper Sutherland. Um, and both of them are worth watching. They're sort of like odd mystery films. I love those. Mm-hmm. Um, last night I actually watched uh, Stir of Echoes with Kevin Bacon. Yeah. Mm-hmm which is really fun, really eerie, sort of suspenseful again. Um, what else do I love? I um, What else? I always love <laughs> Whatever Happened to Baby Jane, which is the Betty Davis. Yeah, way and, back, yeah. Um, yeah, I love that. I, it, there's something about it that kind of cracks me up, too, with um, it being like a horror movie, but also um, the child actress, <laughs> like, singing and dancing that Betty Davis does in it, mm-hmm. you know, with her little curls. I'm like, oh, <laughs> there's something in that that like, strikes me that I think I relate to. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but um, so I love that also. Um, what else? For TV shows, uh, Mosaic, the one that Devin's in, is really interesting. That was um, Steven Soderbergh and Sharon Stone. It's sort of a mystery show mm-hmm. yep. um, that's, uh, that's on HBO. And then there's a show called The Third Day, which is pretty interesting, that stars Jude Law, that's Mm -hmm. also on HBO, um, that's worth seeing. That's really fun. And what else? Hmm. I love everything, though. To be honest, I can watch anything, and um, even if something like, you know, I don't know, I I just love watching projects, because I know know what a collaboration it is, because... You know, you have um, so many different people on different levels, whether it be like the Foley artists who are making the walking sounds and the doors closing Mm -hmm. or, you know, the music that's driving along or the aesthetics of the camera or the color correction that happens afterward to give it that specific look or feel like, um, you know, the actors, the directors is writing. So I can pretty much watch anything and like find something that um, that I dig on it and like just get into it. Well, Mika, I want to thank you so much for joining us and letting us know about Hollywood.com. People can check it out on Amazon. And uh, I wish you luck with it. And thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much. This was a blast. Thank you so much for having me on. I appreciate it. What a fun guest, Mika Borum, right here on On Screen and Beyond. Be sure to check out Hollywood.com. And that's not com, that's dot con, C-O-N. <laughs> All right? And uh, anyways, uh, it's, it's a, one of those fun movies, so be sure to check that out. And we thank uh, Mika for coming here on On Screen and Beyond, telling us all about it, and uh, wish her luck on that. So, we want to thank, like I said earlier, all the people who have sent in emails. Uh, We uh, love hearing from you. And if you want to get in touch with me, you can send an email to feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com. And, of course, we are on Instagram at onscreenandbeyondpodcast. And on Twitter, we are on at onscreen, the letter N, beyond. All right? And, of course, uh, like I said, on the website, uh, I'm working on that. We had a major crash of our hard drive, so I've lost some of the uh, software to reload stuff up to it. So we're sort of in limbo right now for the few, probably for another week or so before I can get things straightened out after the uh, hard drive crash and uh, get everything running again. 
But uh, anyways, you can uh, you can still send me emails. I can get those. Those are uh, that feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com. So uh, love hearing from you. And uh, the best thing to do, tell a friend about On Screen and Beyond. Get the word out. Also, subscribe. Subscribe, 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 or download all the episodes if you want. Uh, that's the, you know, if you subscribe, you automatically get it as soon as we post any of these. And uh, you don't have to go through and scroll through all. We're up to, what, 120, 30, 130 or so uh, right now. And uh, we'll continue to put more up. So anyways, uh, subscribe. You get them automatically. And if you didn't want to hear that certain person, you could always just delete it. So that's the easiest way to do it. Otherwise, you have to start searching through. But anyways, uh, that's a wrap for this episode of On Screen and Beyond. So until next time, when we once again take you on screen and beyond, I'm Brian Zemrak. Take care. Thank you.